Welcome everyone to a special edition of the Now of the Silver Screen Guide podcast. Today we are not discussing a film, we're not reviewing any film today. In fact, we are actually discussing the MPAA rating system. We're going to give a little bit of the history, we're going to give our thoughts over that and how that's changed and evolved over the years, and we're going to discuss whether we think it needs to be updated again. Yep. For those of you who don't know, the MPAA stands for the Motion Picture Association of America. That is the current modern name. Uh, The institution, I believe, was founded in 1922, so it's roughly 94 years old, which is very old. I'm going to turn this over to Alan here. He's going to give you some history on the association and the rating system in general. Yep. So, Alan, take it away and give us the history of it. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to go back to 1922. Uh, around this time is when films started to get, like, pretty big and stuff. Now, they're a bit different than what we know because there weren't... Because back then is when, like, they just started inputting this, these things called cuts, where essentially it would go from one cut to the next... Like, it would, like, zoom into on, like, a, char- a character or, like, a different scene. So this was, like, one of those times where it was just getting into that kind of stuff. So motion pictures were starting to get really big and they, you know, because it used to be just like just one single shot and it was only for like, it was really short, you know, a really short video. So with that being said, you know, movies were back then they were just called motion pictures. Um, back then they were starting to come really big. And so this guy named William Hayes, William Hayes comes about and I think he was some politician before this. And he resigned from from his position, and oh yeah, he was like he was in the cabinet, and he resigned from his position there, and he uh, joined what is called the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America. Before it was called the MPAA, it was called the MPDAA, um, and of course later, but later they changed the name to MPAA. So what he did is in 1922, um, well, okay, 1930s when he started. Uh, like creating like this code and it's called the Hayes's code and essentially it's just a bunch of do's and don'ts of how to make a movie uh just give a few examples it says here in gen- I've, written, I've written down in general violence in a film must be justified and not shown in detail a scene that involves sex cannot be shown cannot show very much nudity was forbidden if any uh basically if any of like the sanctity of marriage was uh like at hand then you couldn't do that you know you couldn't uh you can underline that uh, yeah, sexual relations between different races was not a thing. Uh, scenes involving childbirth were not a thing. Uh, all vulgarities were forbidden. Um, this includes spoken words, inappropriate hand gestures, so on and so forth. It's stuff like that. It's like you can go through. You could probably find an article of like the entire Hayes's code on the internet somewhere. I think that's where I read mo- got most of the stuff off. But yeah, it's completely different from what it is today. Um, <laughs> And so then, in 1966, this was the norm for years, like almost 30 years, uh, over 30 years. Um, Now, the Hayes' Code came out in 1930, but they about 1934 is when they really strictly started enforcing the rules of it. Um, So that's where we got, like, the approved and not approved. You can see some of those maybe on IMDb. There's a few out there. Most Mm -hmm. of them them have been uh, re-rated when they were re-released. Anyways, so... 1966, there's this guy named Jack uh, Valenti, he comes in, and I think he takes the place of William Hayes, and he says, we're going to restructure the um, the rating system. And he says, essentially, that it's just, um, it's, like, really hard to get a movie out there and express your own views with these kinds 
of rules set in place. So from 1968 to 1970, we have G, M, R, and X, okay, which is general mm -hmm. audiences for G. Uh, M is mature audiences, which is basically RPG or PG-13. Uh, mm. R is the same um, as no one under 16. And then X is the same, no one under 16 at all. Now, mm. the rating of X, which is, this is I, and we'll talk about X a lot in this because it actually has a really interesting like pass in, uh, up to now. Back then, yes. um, yeah, this is also the time when the MPAA changed from MPDAA to MPAA. Um, essentially, X was not gifted to you under the MPAA. It was not trademarked under the MPAA. So if you had an mm -hmm. X-rated film, it was a, it was most likely a self-titled X-rated film. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm going to move on. Uh, in 1970s, a minor change. Um, usually, from here on out, there's just small changes to the rating system. So in 1970, mm -hmm. there's a minor change. Uh, the R and X ratings were removed from ages 16 to, to 17. And then Probably M, yeah, right. And then M was uh, changed from from M to GP for this. That's quite yeah. a difference. I mean, I get I get that maybe because G and then GP, you know, they kind of keep the sure. consistency between the two. And they just did it just because for confusion's sake. Because M, where people are like, oh, if it's M, there's a bad movie. I can't take my you know my family or anybody to my kids to go see it. When yeah, in the case, it may not be the case all the time, you know. Right. So, this was the same. Uh, this gets, this was a way for like two years, 1972. They didn't change from GP to PG, um, and it stayed this way until 1984, right? And then in 1984 is when we got the PG-13 rating. Okay. Uh huh. Yes, and so. Essentially, the reason why this actually came about, the PG-13, is because of films like Temple of Doom and Gremlins, where wow. they were, when they came out, they rated PG, and because, oh, yeah. yeah, and because of how, um, because of how graphic the films were, the yeah. people were starting to complain that, you know, this is, the rating isn't right for this film, and stuff, so the MPAA came out and released, you know, PG-13, so... From 84 to 90, we have G, PG, PG-13, R, and X. Okay. Okay. So, then in 1990, the X rating was changed from X to NC-17. The reason for mm -hmm. this um, was because when we have movies like A Clockwork Orange or like Midnight Cowboy, we have movies yes. like that that aren't strictly pornographic, then, you know, they're not... Then, then they have less publicity than an R-rated film because you can't go see this film if you're under the age of 18. So, And rightly so. Exactly. And although I, I have not seen any of these, but I've heard that both of them are sure. pretty like pretty, pretty crazy when it comes yes. to stuff in them, um, they were not, strictly speaking, pornographic images, which is why mm -hmm. they changed it from mm -hmm. X to NC-17. Um now, of course, which, did you, which stands for no children under yes, 17. Yes, you cannot, if you're under the age of 17, if you're 17 or younger, you cannot get into these these movies at all. With an R-rated right. film, if you're with a parent, you can get into it, I believe. Um, but now, you, uh, if you go into an NC-17, you have to be 18 years or older. Yes. And then in 1996, there's a one small change to the NC-17 rating. Where it said no child under seventeen was what it was originally called, and now they just said no one at all under seventeen. 
Um, oh. It was that came about yeah, in 1996. So that's and so from 1996 to now, it's basically the entire rating system that we have. So that's the history of it all. It's kind of a kind of an interesting history coming from Hayes's code all the way up to you know, uh, one, two, five ratings essentially. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so so we been we basically began with like approved, yeah, and kind of like not approved, or and then we got like a G and an M and a couple others. Mm-hmm. So, but what you're saying, like the very early movies. They, they were just like either approved or not, right? Yeah, basically, if it was not approved, it could not be shown, if my understanding gotcha. is correct. So, but in like movies like, um, oh, what's it called? 1939, the name is... Gone with the Wind? Yes, Gone with the Wind. The, one of the very last lines of that movie was super controversial right. when it came out because you could not swear in a movie at all and the yeah i heard that that line barely made it into the final cut too it was a last minute thing or something like that i saw a special feature over it and this was really close to the time like alan was talking about when the probably this was like when the Hayes code was about to be changed right uh and they're about to update the ratings a little more weren't they well okay the film came out gone with the wind came out in 39 but the the, the rating system didn't change until 66 Oh, okay. I mean, sorry, 60, uh, 68. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was well, well before and, that time. And I can, I believe the code did need to be changed yeah. because Gone with the Wind, and like Alan was saying, like you couldn't show childbirth in it. And there's a scene in Gone with the Wind, a very quick scene when they're talking about she's going to have a baby and it happens like super fast, but it's all... Like, everything is blacked out. You just see, like, silhouettes. Yeah. And of just, like, one or two people moving, it's really quick. So that's another instance where they're like, no, you can't be showing childbirth in that. And the very last line in that movie actually comes from the book. Yeah, I heard he about says, that. He says the word damn, and then that really upset the, the people, you know, the yeah. people that wanted to give it the code. And the only reason it got into the film is... I believe Alan said earlier it had to have some kind of precedence. Yeah. And it did. It was in the book. It had, you know, precedence in the book. Therefore they they wanted to be true to the source material in that way, and that's the only reason it got in. Otherwise you would not be hearing cussing, yeah, uh sex, uh too much violence, um, which you don't get any of that in Gone with the Wind. Right. Yeah. Uh we just here we see like we just hear about the battle before or after you don't really see it going on right yeah and during. that it's it's super interesting to think that that was like the norm that mm-hmm. how restricted films were back then uh comparing them at least to now you know being somebody who's exactly. grown up with the modern uh version of the rating system it's super yeah. interesting interesting to think about how many do's and don'ts there were because i went into like a couple there is like the, the book that's in there has a lot more that goes into a, a lot more detail. Um, like, you know, the Hayes's code, it goes into a lot more detail than mm-hmm. what I just, I just gave like a really, really brief synopsis of uh, what kind of stuff you could find in that, how restricted it yes. is. So it's super interesting to think that, you know, back in those days when films are just coming out, how, um, how restricted it was, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, 
in a way it's somewhat refreshing but then in another way it just feels way too restrictive it does yeah it does from our modern perspective where i i mean you couldn't i mean war films have to have violence in them right you know yeah exactly or just movies that are like so real or, or visceral in that way and i mean i wouldn't ever advocate like i don't think it's ever really necessary to put like nudity or something or graphic nudity or anything i mean schindler's list uses some nudity and that has some historical precedent some of the nudity is i feel unwarranted in that film yeah but some of it is for like a realistic purpose but if they're still under the haste code then schindler's list the huge oscar nominated film which is a really important film would never have seen the light of day probably or it would have been heavily heavily cut oh gosh yeah no if 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 a film like schindler's list came out so say that his code was still in effect today yeah i don't even think we would even see great films like um schindler's list or godfather or something like that because those films if you look at them now they yes. have a lot of controversial topics in it, but they deal with those topics in such a way that, you know, engage the audience and make them, you know, think about stuff like in the terms of Schindler's List, uh, you know, where it, the audience is supposed to be thinking about the Holocaust and how bad it really was. And that graphic imagery in the movie is there to show you how, like, how crazy and how bad things it's were. It's necessary. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like at that point, it's necessary to have that kind of stuff. Um because it's showing you this is what it was really like you know it's not like yeah it's not like trying to sugarcoat anything it's just like no this is how things were like back then you know and yeah and there's a scene in schindler's list that really got me thinking and it was a scene when um all of i think it was like uh they it was in one of the concentration camp scenes and they were rushing a bunch like a group of people into like the showers and they did not know if they were going to go take showers or if they were going to get gas they literally had no idea and mm -hmm. um, and the whole the whole time the scene is happening, it's running that line of everyone's panicking because they don't know and you don't know and no one's saying anything of what's going to happen and you're just kind of left in the dark like what's going to happen what's you know what where are they taking them and and this right. scene there's a lot of nudity and they have no idea what's going to happen because it could go one of either way and luckily the scene ends with them just taking a shower but this scene just kind of goes to show <laughs> this is one. what things were like back then if you did not know if you're just going to die the next day because they were going to take you to the showers or going to take you to the gas chamber yeah and something that's important to remember is it's your personal choice whether you want to go see a movie that features content that could be offensive to you right so that's why I don't think it was right for... I understand they're trying to uphold some moral standards. Right. You know, but at the same time, it's like you have to give people this choice. Right. I agree. And... You know, you can't just stifle art that way. Right. I, if that makes sense. I completely agree. And for me, um, usually when a movie has nudity especially modern movies now right. <laughs> if they have anything like that it's usually just there just because there's not not really ever a reason for it to be there a lot of the time now with movies like schindler's list or i would even argue um ex machina which i really did like that movie um yeah. there were even though the nudity in that movie was not sexualized um i feel like it was warranted most of the time Especially in the in the face of like Schindler's List. Now, of course, if you don't like nudity, 
as you know, that's okay. There's not a problem with that. I don't have a problem with you not liking nudity in a movie and that preventing <laughs> you from seeing that movie. Um, now, with that being the case, I do feel like if you're trying to get a like this, then we can get into the topic of controversy all day about this. And I feel like at that point, if you have nudity in a film, I feel like it needs to be warranted. There needs to be a reason for it to be not just to be there just because, just to be a racy sure. film and stuff, which I feel like there's a lot of films that are doing that nowadays. Yes, and we'll get into that probably towards the end of our discussion, how the rating system has just become so loose that people just take it, I feel like filmmakers take advantage of that, and especially the companies like box office numbers and whatnot, uh, just making money and stuff really takes advantage of what they put in a movie and yeah i want to save that save that bit for the end of the podcast when we get to that very end yeah but for now i think it'd be good to kind of like walk through each rating and give our thoughts on that like our thoughts on it today because i've got i know it probably is like well what can you say about the g rating but i have some thoughts over that that i I kind of want to get into and it's usage today Right. I, do, I have some thoughts on basically each rating, especially like G and R. Yes. <laughs> it's like a huge dichotomy. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny. I've never seen an X-rated... Well, okay, I guess I've seen uh, The Evil Dead, which I guess is technically yes. rated NC-17. Yes. Um, but yeah. So... But beginning with G, all audiences. All audiences. <laughs> Um, I don't have anything, uh, I mean, G films are important because, well, you know, younger kids need something to watch. I agree. Uh, but, I mean, I, I would say they're more so really aimed at just those audiences, except you'll get some, like, live action movies, which are rated G, which are completely fine, yeah. which work, Um, but... Honestly, today, I feel like the G rating is kind of disappearing. Oh, definitely. You hardly ever see a G rated film in theaters now. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because we've had great classics like Toy Story and Toy Story 2. Yes. And basically, every single Pixar film up until I would I would say probably Incredibles is when that was the first PG rated uh, Pixar film. And I think from then mm. on, they kind of just stuck with that PG rating for the most part. They had a, like Ratatouille, I think it's still rated G. Um, there's like one or two more that are still at G in that list mm-hmm. after Incredibles. But I feel like it was Incredibles that kind of started that PG trend for Pixar. And basically everybody else, because you hardly yeah. ever see a G-rated film out there. You And it's shocking. Um, recently, I, I, don't, I don't normally pay attention to most uh, kids' CGI films yeah. nowadays. Just because, I mean, I'm not going to go see them, really. I've got other things I'd prefer to go see. But uh, the movie that's coming out called Storks, yeah, it's rated PG. Right. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, really? What? Yeah. It, PG parental guidance, <laughs> parental guidance for a movie about storks. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is Angry Birds rated PG? I'm pretty sure Angry Birds was rated yeah, PG. Yeah, I'm pretty sure also. it is. So what we're trying to say is most. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. Angry Birds is PG for parental guidance <laughs> for what like mild rude humor or something and you know what i honestly feel the only reason they're uh, being pg is to bring the parents in i so parents can sit there they can have like their 
double entendre jokes, you know, yeah, exactly. of, you know, kid, it'll go over the kids' heads, right. the parents will find some enjoyment in it. I mean, a G rating, they probably couldn't put those, you know, double meaning jokes in there. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like that's why all these movies are getting the PG rating is so the parents can come in and they can have a laugh too. And it's not just all, you know, yeah. simple kitty fodder for them, Yeah, which I don't really agree with, you know, I mean, there's some minor funny jokes probably slipped in here or there, but they're really not necessary right you know right. if you're a parent just take your kid to go see a g movie and you know if you don't like it then suck it up you're not doing it for yourself you're doing it for your kid mm-hmm. you know do you, i mean you agree with me you yeah see what I'm i, I to see say? what you're trying to say and for for me i feel like i think there were like a bunch of steps that kind of went into making the g rating kind of just drop off Mm-hmm. Um, definitely from something from Pixar, I would say, but also one thing that not many people mention is the closing of the Walt Disney animation studio. I think the early two uh, thousands or late nineties or something like that, because they produced basically all G rated films for the most part like in the animation studio. And they were all really good. And they were all like big hits in the box office and stuff. Mm-hmm. And once that, once that, you know, closed, that was like, that was the mainstream of G-rated films, like actually aimed for both, you know, kid audiences and adult audiences, you know, trying to keep them both entertained. Um, but for me, though, I wish I do kind of wish the G-rating would come back around because um, just because you have a movie that's rated G does not mean you can't still make a great movie. I mean, you have films like Toy Story that are still super inventive or you have films um, that are also like. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is rated PG, but it, there's a reason why it's rated PG. And right. when I watched like, the first one, I was like, yeah, why is that rated PG? You know, I, I mean, I understand, you know, there's a lot of action and stuff in it that kind of, I guess, warrant the PG rating. But in the second one, the sequel, I felt like it was a lot more warranted because that one deals with some really heavy stuff. And there's a reason why it's rated PG. And I feel like the second one deserved that PG rating for what it's trying to deliver to its audience in terms of like trying to get them to think about, you know, like family and stuff. Right. And, and normally, yeah. Yeah. Cause those movies have action also. Right. Right. And if it's going to have some kind of action that normally it's going to be a PG. Right. And like, but I feel like films, I feel like even now, like we're, they're pushing the PG rating, especially in like Pixar because, yeah. Oh, what film was it? Um, I know there were a couple of films, but I know in Ratatouille especially, um, when... Ratatouille is G, though. Yeah, Ratatouille is G. That's what I'm saying. And, I feel and like, it's still great. Yeah. It's still great. We both enjoy it. We're both, like, pretty much in our 20s, and we both enjoy oh, yeah. it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that movie, even then, film. I feel like that movie's, like, you know, it also has, has a couple of double entendres, but also is kind of pushing that G rating as well, because in one of the yeah. scenes when Linguini comes back to the um no it's okay i think it's his first time he actually gets the job at the restaurant he comes back and then the head chef guy is like welcome to hell and it's like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) they can say that in a g-rated film yeah it's i don't i feel like also at that point like i said the incredibles they started to really push that g-rating as well as um making things all pg too yeah and I here's just a, for the listeners. This may give you an idea of recently released films that are PG that are essentially aimed toward a younger audience. 
but of course older people can enjoy them too. All the Kung Fu Panda movies, mm-hmm. PG, but that makes sense. There's some yeah, action in there. Right. The Secret Life of Pets, which just came out as PG. Oh, come on. I know. Zootopia is PG? I, I don't know. Uh, the, the latest Ice Age collision course? I think they were PG. already PG. All the Ice Ages. I don't but, know why. Yeah. Especially this new one, which looks silly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just don't get that. Minions, PG. Inside Out, PG. Uh, the Hotel Transylvania movies, PG. Frozen, PG. Uh, Despicable Me movies, PG. Big Hero 6, PG. Uh, yeah, this one called The Wildlife, which I'm pretty sure nobody saw, PG. What I'm trying to get at here is essentially every animated film coming out, there's rarely a 2D film we're going to see, a kid's film right. anymore, probably. It's all uh, 3D animated CGI films. Yeah. And they're all pretty much PG. It is rare, like that Ratatouille. And that's been what? 2008, like, I believe, is when that one came out. So, yeah, like eight years ago? Yeah. <laughs> since we got that? I mean, guys, the G rating is disappearing. And like we're saying, pretty much just because they want to throw in more adult-oriented humor. And I feel like, I feel like that's part of the reason um is to throw in that adult humor but i feel like at the same time that's kind of what attracts all the audiences is that it's rated pg therefore mm-hmm. i know as an adult saying i have kids i can take them to this movie and we both can be entertained at the same time watching right. this movie you know um where i can catch the jokes that will just fly over their heads you know um yeah. and stuff and i'm gonna bring like even like veggie tales um bringing that old classic back into this I went back and watched some of like the older episodes and they're hilarious today just because of like there were a bunch of jokes in there that I did not catch that I'm starting to realize now which like you know they're not like bad or anything there's nothing like wrong but they they address things like there's a sketch in one of the episodes for Veggie Tales when um they do a, a parody off of Monty Python the Holy Grail I did not really? realize this until after I watched the episode I'm like wait a minute you know, I absolutely didn't know. Yeah, that and there, there's this, and it's the, uh, there's a scene where it's like the French peas are basically just taking the scene from uh, Holy Grail with the French taunter and just replicating that scene, like they're parroting off of it, and it's a clear representation representation of it. But it's just hilarious, and there, I wish like movies now would have something like that that were still rated G, that even though kids wouldn't get, there is still that uh, humor that adults would get that's not necessarily like you know raunchy humor or a yes. entendre and i wish they would have more stuff like that that way we could keep the g rating alive because i feel like the g rating is an important rating because that's yeah. one that basically if you're going to watch it you know it's going to be you're going to have it's going to be for everyone that you know is can watch a film um yeah so i feel like in that sense it's a good thing to have the g rating because it's kind of like you know it's the thing that you know everyone can watch and it'll be okay Whereas when you get in like the PG and PG thirteen range, things kind of get a bit there's, more sketchy, you know. And they're right. There's clearly going to be some questionable, right, something or other in it. Right. It's going to be a bit more know. questionable as you go up the branches uh, to more movies. Right. Well, and even when I was growing up, like each each like stage or age of life, you know, came with a different rating for me. Right. You know, I like these kids that are seeing Angry Birds and all these young movies. You know, I. I mean, that's that's just 
how much the PG rating has changed. When I was younger, you know, I pretty much only watched G films. Right. And then, you know, you kind of moved up to PG because PG, like especially when I was growing up, meant that it had... And granted, it did have more questionable content in it than it would nowadays. Because give this some thought. Okay, you know all of those, you know, CGI kids films I just named? Yeah, yeah. They're rated PG. They hold the same rating as Jaws. Yeah. And Back to the Future. Yeah. (laughs) And like we discussed, Temple of Doom and Gremlins, those are like, Okay, because when I was six, I wanted to watch Jaws, rated PG, right? Yeah, my parents were like, no, mm-hmm. you're not watching Jaws, even though it's rated PG. Right, exactly. And I would even say uh, Back to the Future is a more mild... Well, no, I, t- I take that back. It, back to the Future has some content. I don't think I'd want my kids... If it was, I feel like if it was re-rated, it'd probably be uh, probably a PG-13, PG-13, I would say. Yeah. Because there's, there's some kind of sexual innuendos going on oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially during um, that climax, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's just surprising. And especially uh, Temple of Doom, we talked about, that was one of the movies that got the PG-13 rating yeah. an actual thing. And I actually watched Temple of Doom recently. That is a... That's just like a pretty hard, intense movie. Right. And I was going to watch it when I was younger, but my dad shut it off because... He's like, no, this is a little too graphic. Right, yeah. For a younger viewer. Yeah. And Gremlins scared me when I yeah. was little. Yeah, Gremlins, even though it may not be more as like intense and graphic as like Jaws or Temple of Doom, it's still pretty, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, it's pretty, uh, pretty intense for PG. Now, I do believe it is, re- it has been re-rated to PG-13 recently. Has it? I believe it has. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I would definitely give that one a PG thirteen, yeah. because I was a lot younger. I was under thirteen at least when I saw it, and yeah. <laughs> needless to say, I was frightened. I was like just horrified in certain. Yeah, sequences. exactly. So I can definitely understand because making the jump from PG to R. Yeah, it's a big. That's a crazy. Gap. That's a big jump. I mean, if I mean back then, it may not may not have been that big of a deal. But you had so sure. many movies in the PG rating that you that could go either um like they could go either one way or the other. You know, they could be a mm-hmm. Temple of Doom or they could be one that's not so bad. Well, but even back then with the PGs, weren't they beginning to put uh, nudity in PG movies? Yes, they had movies like Airplane and, oh, there's yes, one more. Beetlejuice, nudity. that's it. Beetlejuice, I believe, had one or two scenes. Maybe. And uh, I don't believe so. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Beetlejuice uses the F word. Three times, I believe, yeah, right? Is it three times? I don't know. I I heard it was once okay. at least. Okay, I'm thinking of it from still. Someone. But still. Yeah. And that's, um, I mean, if that was it now, it'd be really totally PG-13. Yeah, you cannot put an F-word in a PG movie. Um, you can barely put can one put, in a PG-13 movie. It has to be one that's not sexualized at all. Yeah, you can put one in a PG-13, yeah. and I believe now they're pushing the boundaries of putting two. Yes, there are, some PG-13 there are a couple of films that do have a two. I know one of them is Man on a Ledge that uses two. And oh, okay. that is that you're seriously pushing that rating at that point, like seriously yeah. pushing that rating. I, I, I'm surprised that PG-13 are still able to get out too if they can, you know. 
Um, right. So, yeah. Well, and and like for, I remember the movie Overboard, which stars Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, it's, which is a fun movie, rated PG. It had nudity in it where yeah. I believe that's the movie I'm thinking of. I could be, no, yeah, I'm, hmm, okay, no, I'm not so sure. I actually know that this one has um, nudity in it, though, because yeah. I just checked. Overboard does. I remember the husband and wife were in a shower. Okay. We saw uh, the woman topless and some other stuff in a PG film. Yeah, it, I, and that's, it's just, like, things like that that kind of cause a PG rating to get, to, like, morph, like, from that into also PG-13, too. It's things that. So, uh, right. do you like? Do you think that the PG thirteen rating is warranted because of that, or do you think we just need to, like, like not have PG thirteen? So, I mean, what do you mean? Do you? Cause, what are you trying to say? Okay, because I know that now PG thirteen is like seriously overutilized. Like people, like filmmakers, okay, use that to their yes. advantage sometimes. Like, what do you think about that? Okay. Yes, I really want to talk about this. Yes. The. Honestly, the PG-13 rating has become a joke in a way. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> only, it's only, it is a tool for getting um, box office revenue, like a big box office return. That is a tool by the distributors and the companies that like put up funding for this film. They just want to rake in the cash. Mm-hmm. Therefore, PG-13 is their best option. Right. And because it just attracts tons of people. Right. And it, it, the reason for that is because it's PG-13 can be a lot of fun, have a lot of action and stuff in it that more than a, yeah. probably, probably more than a PG film can, but will right. be just, uh, just as clean than make a lot more clean than a rated R film by far. But nowadays, even with PG-13, you can get really yeah. sexually and, racy. Yeah. And now you can get violent. You could do. Like have you have you seen Transformers two? Like that's yeah. like that's got some pretty crazy stuff in it, <laughs> and I've always seen it oh, once. Oh yes, I remember that now. That was very awkward. To yeah, watch with the family. Uh yeah. So so even but, now, Peach of the Teen is starting to morph, getting towards like more of the R side of stuff. It really is like some some are just really soft R's. Yeah, I guess you could say exactly, and it's. It's kind of kind of weird because I feel like movies now are pushing towards that, um, like well, how much can we get away with on this rating before we move up a level, you know? And I think that speaks to our society is just becoming more vulgar and crass, and audiences yeah. want more of this in their films, which I don't think is right. Right. Because normally, when you put those kind of sexual jokes and violence, like just gratuitous stuff like that, the story suffers. Therefore, oh, yeah. the movie suffers. And it's just, you're not, you're not, you're watching a movie. You're no longer watching a film. Right. Anymore. And I feel like at that point, if you're just like, like just watching just like a movie, and you're not experiencing the movie, you know, then at that point, what's the point of watching the movie? Because movie, you know, is supposed to, you know, you're supposed to experience a movie, not just watch a movie. Um, exactly. But I don't know. I just... I've been noticing this because I, I looked at a statistic recently and I didn't realize this was, this was a big thing until now, but apparently I believe it's 55% of movies that are released today are rated R. Really? Yeah. I thought it would be, I thought it would be really? PG 13, but no, it's rated R. And I, I looked up online and there are a lot of rated R movies and I didn't realize how big the R rating was until I looked at that statistic. Well, 
Yeah, and just like we we're talking about the PG-13 rating becoming really big, I would say the R rating is actually becoming big too. Yeah, definitely. It's, and especially we're going to see more R-rated content after Deadpool. Yeah, especially Deadpool, and now we have um, Batman v Superman, the unrated cut, yeah. or sorry, not the unrated cut, the extended cut, Yeah, the, which, which I would like to R. point out. There's Hobbit was rated R. That's right, Hobbit Part 3 was rated R. I would like to point out, though, is that with Batman v Superman, I don't feel like it needed to be rated R. Same with... Um, oh, no. Same, Publicity stunt. Yeah. Same with Killing Joke. I feel like that could have so easily been a PG-13 movie. That may be where we differ. Yeah. I mean, um, I understand why it's rated R. I understand right. why they got the R rating. I just feel like because of only that one scene at the very end, that's the only thing that makes it rated R. Sure. Well, before we jump to the R rating, yes. I want to say I want to say a little more about the PG thirteen. I do too. I I don't. Okay, we're we've been talking about how PG thirteen films have become more hard with language, sexuality, violence. I don't. Thirteen just seems too young nowadays. Yeah. For a lot of PG thirteen movies, because thirteen is the very beginning of the teenage years. And we, I don't think kids should be growing up that hard edge, seeing that, right, you know, right. sexuality and stuff and thinking that's okay and just like being used to it and growing up that fast, honestly. Right. I think either they need to, and see, the thing about PG-13 is that's just a suggestion. If your parents drop you off of the theater and you're like 10 or something, 11, 12, whatever, you can go see a PG-13 movie. Yeah. There's no... I mean, you can't have ID for Pete's sake. Right. There's no reason for you to have an ID. There's nothing to get ID about, you know. Right. So that's that's kind of the loophole, I guess, of the PG-13 is, and that's why the studios want it. Yeah. Because essentially all ages can go see it without any sort of restrictions. Exactly. Unlike the R rating. Right. And I mean, is I feel like now the PG-13 ratings become the... Before PG thirteen PG, where things are so kind of one side or the yeah. other, things can so easily be one side or the other that it kind of becomes like muddled and stuff. And yeah. um, I feel like uh, like um, when it comes to films that use the PG rating to their advantage, and they're still really good films, one like The Dark Knight or maybe just the series in general uses that PG thirteen yes. rating to their advantage. Um, the content, especially in The Dark Knight too. That one pushes that PG rating so far with its content. It's insane. Like I was watching the, I was watching the a Chris video Nolan film? Yeah, yeah. I was okay. watching a video on it the other day and it was talking about The Dark Knight and how how easily it could have been rated R and the way they skidded past yeah. this was because they showed hardly any sexuality at all. I think it was like one super brief scene um when in The Dark Knight Rises. Well, in not in Dark Knight, it's just in Dark Knight. This is Dark Knight I'm talking about. Dark Knight Rises is, is, I would say, now nowhere near the graphic content as Dark Knight is when it comes to, like, you know, Joker and stuff. Um, But in Dark Knight, the movie barely skidded past that PG-13 rating is... um, The reason I did that is because it showed nobody drinking at a party, I believe. Um, And then it also didn't have any sexuality or the F-words. It was... That's the only way it skidded past the the R rating and got that PG-13. Because if you look mm-hmm. at, like, the stuff inside of um, that movie, 
it is scary. Like the things that they bring to the table in the movie are super controversial and stuff. And yeah. I feel like Christopher Nolan does I that agree. for a reason. I don't feel like he got the PG rating just for that film, just so he can make money. I feel like he did it for a reason, like kind of get the audience to think about stuff, you know, because there's a lot of stuff in that movie that really gets you thinking if you really start thinking about like what the Joker's plan is or like why he's there and stuff like that. It's a really deep and, you know, really deep film, but I feel like it uses that to to its advantage to teach the audience something with the controversy that brings to the table. And in that sense, I feel like PG-13, even though it should not always be that graphic, it can so easily bring controversial topics to the table for the audience to think about without taking like without making it super bad and like just a dumb movie like transformers Mm -hmm. all of them basically except for maybe the first one yeah and and i completely agree with that because especially the dark knight that's it's just it's like a really hard subject matter oh yeah really intense that uh, i guess it it probably could be a soft r yeah just because you wouldn't want your kids just going off and seeing it. Just just because it's 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 pretty long. It's pretty heavy film. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but I mean, yeah, I, I but then at the same time it's like no, it doesn't really warrant in our rating. Especially you know, I mean by that, the MPAA be, standards it doesn't, yeah. And just be maybe a little too drastic, I don't know. But and we also get um horror films. Oh, that yes. are PG-13. And I just wanted to introduce that because this is a there good are some there are like a lot of horror movies today will go for the PG thirteen because they want lots of audiences to you know they want a big box office and even even a lot of the R R ones still get big numbers. I mean, look at the Paranormal Activity films. I'm well, most of pretty them sure most of all them. of them are rated R. Yeah, they're all yeah. rated R. I don't think actually I wouldn't say most of them. I would just say at least the first three. Because after that, I believe, yeah, after that, they did not get hardly any money at all. Yeah, and they shouldn't. But <laughs> there are some, I wrote an article, uh, head on over to uh, silverscreenguide.wordpress.com. Check out the article for horror films I suggest for October. Go to the teenager section and you'll get some movies that I feel provide a good PG-13 yeah. uh, horror atmosphere. Like, I would say the uh, Insidious films are pretty hard-edged for PG-13, and yeah. those are pretty good. But I mean, at the same time, you get some really cruddy ones. Oh, yeah. But you, those are harder-edged. Oh, yeah. Like, The Ring, PG-13, Sixth Sense, PG-13. Mm-hmm. Those, are all, those are all good. Yeah, and I would, even, um, I would even argue The Grudge is a good PG-13 rated, a good PG-13 horror film. Now, of course, yeah. I watched the extended cut without realizing it. Uh, oh. <laughs> so what I, my perception of the movie may have been maybe different if you were to watch the actual theatrical cut, but mm-hmm. I feel you, you could have good PG 13 horror films. I mean, we also have a PG 13 horror, a PG film, the Polter, you know, Poltergeist, that one's PG, but I mean, I think it came out before the PG 13 rating. Poltergeist was PG, yeah. yeah. Even though it is absolutely should be PG thirteen, yeah. it is intense. So I mean, I feel like you can make a good horror film that's just PG, um, or PG sorry, PG thirteen. Yeah, but I don't know. It, th- at this point, I think this is where like uh, this is where it can get things can get very controversial be, between uh, 
basically anyone who watches horror films or likes to you know watch movies in general is because you know when you're gonna go into a PG-13 horror film is not gonna is probably not gonna scare you very much unless it's like a movie like Insidious or something like yeah. that that is that uses the PG-13 to its advantage and pushes it so far you know right and like we're talking about like soft PG-13 films versus hard PG-13 films and that's why if there's like there's like two sides to it. That's why I almost feel like yeah. they should have like a branching of the rating almost where if it hits a certain point, it's not like Insidious should not be rated R, but then it almost seems just too, maybe too frightening or something for a 13 year old, right. if that makes sense. Right. So, and a little later on in the podcast, I also want to talk about um, whether we should kind of change the system. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe move towards a UK rating system, which I really like the UK rating system, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm going to say that now, but we'll we'll discuss that a little yeah, later. Right. But so you can you can get some go to the go to the site. You can get some hard PG-13 films if you can't watch any rated R horror films yet. Although rated R horror films are where it's at. Yeah, with we'll, we'll get there. Just that. But so now let's 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 jump into the R rating. Okay. Like I was saying before, the R rating is by far the most popular rating of cinema. Now, Which is shocking. It's just yeah, really surprising. It's crazy. Now, when you're coming to like theatrical releases, you're going to have a lot yeah. more PG-13. But because the indie film industry is so big, we also have a bunch mm. of films that are rated R. I feel like that That's might true. be the big reason why most films are rated R is because of the indie film industry. Because most what? of those are going to be rated R. Yeah, and some of those indie films are really making an impact. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, I highly recommend it. It's an indie film, it's rated R. Yeah. And and it deserves the R rating. Yeah, and films... Just for language. Right, and films like The Babadook, it may not be... Like, oh, yeah. the, it might not be, like, the worst rated R movie you've ever seen. Maybe a couple of scenes are like, whoa, that's kind of <laughs> freaky. But at the same time, it's a, it's a really good horror film. Like, it's good. It's really good. It, yeah, but it's disturbing to the point that you you couldn't make it PG thirteen. Right, exactly. That's what, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there are still good horror films out there. Is what I'm trying to say that are rated R that aren't trashy but are still really good. Oh yeah, yeah. And we I can know, talk I, days I about the Conjuring agree. horror films. Yeah. So, but we get we something that I thought was really interesting is I don't want to get into the X-rated slash NC-17 discussion just yet. Yeah, right, right. But I do want to talk about, like, the soft... There's, like, a soft R and a hard R, Mm -hmm. and whether... I I don't know. I just have an issue with how, how, like, open the R rating is. It's Yeah. Especially with movies today. Yeah, definitely PG-13 and R are both kind of pretty open out there. If you're six years old, you can go to an R-rated film. Mm-hmm. You just need a parent with you, right? Which I think is terrible. I think that I would depend on the movie with that. for me. Because when you have films, oh, if you're six. Well, okay, I guess six. Yeah, would be kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if you're under, like, if you're under sixteen, and you can go with a parent to a film that is rated R, it would depend okay, on the yeah. film that, because like you said, there are soft R and there's a hard R. It would depend on the film. That I would say a child can go see. Now, of course, that's my personal preference. Everyone else can have something different. But yeah. I mean, okay, because I... Okay, this one is hard. And this is where I feel like R-rated films are also 
in this area now where you can just put so much into them. It's almost no limits anymore. Yeah, it's almost like when we have from what I've heard, there is a I, there is like a four, I think it's like a fourth of the movie of a Wolf of Wall Street is like the nudity and stuff. I could be so wrong about that, but I know that there's a well, lot. It contains over 500 uses of the F word. That too. And which is unprecedented. That movie did almost get an NC-17 rating. They barely got that R rating. They, did, I think they did a big or something like that, but it's it's which, crazy. Now that's even a joke, though, and we'll, we'll get into that with the NC-17 discussion. Right, right. But if you make minor cuts, then the MPA would be like, oh, okay, you cut out uh, two seconds? Right. Sure. Right. You get the R rating now. That's literally what it is. You just have to cut out seconds of certain footage right. to get into the R rating category. Right, and I feel like at that point it could so easily impact the story that the movie is trying to bring to the audience that, uh, that I don't know, it's, it would impact it from being a good movie. Like, now we're seeing movies with that come out in theaters, but then three months down the road they have an extended cut that comes out. Right. I'm talking to you, Suicide Squad. <laughs> I called that day one. I am like, we are getting an extended cut and I'm, I don't think it's R-rated or unrated. I'm pretty sure it's just PG-13. Yeah. But so This yeah, happens this is I know twice now, DC. It's the second time in a row in the same <laughs> year. I know. I mean, holy I cow. It's, it's, I mean, like, at that point, you're impacting the story. Because I've seen Suicide Squad. I've seen the extended cut of Batman v Superman. And mm-hmm. um, I know the issues that happened in Suicide Squad. I know what people are mad about. And I completely agree with them. Why we need an extended cut, I could I understand because runtime or whatever. But when it comes to the fact of Batman v Superman, which is supposed to be this insane and great film, it was built to be this insane and great film, and then when it came out, everyone's like, Yeah, it was good. And that's about it. That's the only press that they got from it because of the theatrical release. They actually right. marketed the extended edition way more than the theatrical release when it came out on disc, which is insane. I feel like yeah. at that point, if we're trying to present a good story, it shouldn't matter what the runtime is. I mean, I get it. Audiences want something that's no no longer than two and a half hours. I understand it. It's dumb, I think. But if it's a good movie, then you shouldn't have to make sacrifice. Should have to make big sacrifices like Batman v Superman does and release right. a rated R cut that's thirty minutes longer. And market it more than the theatrical cut, the one that the people saw in the freaking theater. It doesn't make sense to me. And the fact that the movie is rated R doesn't make sense to me at all because the movie is in no way should perform a rated R action film. No way. No. No. And especially speaking of superhero films and rated R, Watchmen is a prime example of a superhero film that is absolutely a hard R rating, I would say. Yes, I would agree with that. And... This is where, okay, when I saw, I went and saw Watchmen in theaters, I was not old enough to go by myself, mm-hmm. but I was, I was there, older people were there, and I was appalled to see younger kids were in there. Really? I mean, not even double digits yet. Wow. And just, okay, I don't condone the sexual usages in Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's from the graphic novel. I don't think that we need to depict it on screen. Clearly, we understand what 
sexes. You know, right. we all have a basic understanding. We get it. Unless you're don't need to show six us. years old, then unless you're six, <laughs> and then it, and that's horrible because it's a bit eye opening for those kids. I know, and that is horrible. I don't agree with that. I mean, leave that for the home release right. where people can show their kids whatever they want in their own home. But I, I just. And that's where that's when I that's when I have trouble with the R rating allowing anyone to attend as long as they have a parent or guardian right. with them. Right. And uh, for me, it kind of depends um, because when we have G, PG, PG thirteen, and R, those are the films that are released to the general audience, right? Yeah. Anyone, basically anyone, can go see those movies. You know, of course, if you're six years old, if you're under. Six, uh, if you're under 16, you can't go see an R-rated film without a parent with you. And I feel like at that point, especially the R-rating, it gets very controversial at this point because if you're basically any age, you can go see any other movie that's under the R-rating, um, not not the R-rating or above. But if you go to see an R-rated film, you have to have a parent with you if you're not of age, you know. And I feel like at that point, it can get very controversial because it also depends on the movie itself. <laughs> because there are very right. there are movies that are rated R that are like, why was that rated R? And then the movies that are rated R are like, why is that rated <laughs> X or NC-17, you know. Yeah. So it, the R-rating is so insane, I feel like. it's even I, At points, it could be just as insane or even crazier than the PG-13 rating. Just because of how much content sure. is released from the R under the R rating, uh, and and there's just too much of a gap now, honestly. There is in the R rating. There is. There's you, a huge like, gap. I I mentioned safety not guaranteed. It has a, it has over two F words, so then it automatically has to be rated R. Right. But otherwise, there's really no other content in it that would warrant an R rating. Whereas you get a movie like Fifty Shades of Grey, which is pretty much pornography with just tons of graphic sexual imagery, which I, that's just disgusting to me that that would even be released in theaters. Yeah. It, I understand relegated they, to the adult section of the video they, store. They tried so hard trash, with that guys, movie trash. to get it to be an R rating just so they could have money because yeah. they know it would not sell if it was PG 13 and they tried so hard to make it well, an R. With the current, with uh, uh, from my understanding, it, it just has tons of sexual yeah, content yeah. in it, like really graphic, just crazy stuff. Exactly, you know, and that's that's what we're talking about. There's a soft rated R, like Rambo: First Blood Part Two, which I think a teenager could watch. Oh, There's easy. really nothing wrong with that movie. That would easily be a PG thirteen, but. I'm pretty sure since the one before that was rated R, everybody was expecting this to be like a R action movie. So, but then at the same time, we get something like Watchmen, where it's got like the big three language, violence, sexuality, you know, and it's all like really to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Then you're getting into a territory that the MPAA tried to kind of give its own category but theaters and the like the production companies essentially wanted nothing to do with it because they knew it would hurt their movie right at the box office and just in general distribution which the originally the mpaa had the x rating right 
which nowadays people would associate X, triple X, whatever, XXX with pornography. And yeah, I mean, that's what it is nowadays. Basically, yeah. Pornography. Back then, like Alan discussed in the very beginning, it was not uh, pornographic at all. It just was so hard and harsh that they're like, no, kids should not be seeing this. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that rating. Now, I mean, now we have the NC-17, and I honestly don't think there's there's anything wrong with utilizing that rating. Right. Right. And like I said, I feel like if okay, if a movie can bring a controversial a controversial subject to its audience in a way that is meant to teach them something, I feel like at that point it would de- it, you could use the R and the NC-17 rating to your advantage because it de- also depends on the subject you're teaching about. If it's trying to teach the audience a lesson at the same time telling a good story, I feel at that point it could be so easily warranted that you could do some of the things that warrant that rating. Now, of course, right. there is it could so easily fall into there's just it's just here just to be here, you know, that kind of a, a thing. But when you have movies like A Clockwork Orange that from what I've heard is like super insane and like graphic. Dad walked out of the theater. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it's like is that bad and very disturbing from a lot of people that have seen it. Um, right. But the reason for that film to exist is to teach the audience. Based, if I'm correct, it's basically corruption of the government. You know, of course, it takes that and just goes to an, an absurd way with it. But it's meant to teach the audience something. And I feel like at that point, it's warranted for the rating to be there. Now, whether or not you can want to go see it and subject yourself to that, that's a completely different story. That's up to you, you know. That's your your opinions if you want to do that or not. But with that being said, if you're – I feel like if you're just trying to tell a good story, then it's a bit more warranted than just having it there just so you can have the rating. So, yeah. In in terms of, like, Deadpool and stuff, I feel like Deadpool – Although I found the movie funny, at the same time, even though that's the character of Deadpool, I'm still struggling to find what the message of the movie was. I know there's one there. <laughs> I'm just trying. I, I don't, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying it's a bad movie because there's no message to it. I feel like there's a message there, but at the same time, I'm trying to wonder: Is this movie warranted to have the message that it brings to the table by also pre- by also presenting a bunch of the stuff that it did? You know. Yeah. That's a discussion for another time. Yes, that is. That can be. That could be three podcasts if it wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Alan and I, we kind of have a little different opinions on the Deadpool film. Yeah, but as far as the NC seventeen goes, I personally, I think it probably, especially with today's state of films, should be used more. And that doesn't, and see, the problem is what demonized the rating and why we'll basically, okay, we will never, ever get an NC-17 film in theaters probably ever again. And we'll explain why here in a second. But the X rating, everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's worse than R, you know, children can't go see it. Children can go see R, I guess, but children can't see this. Oh, my gosh. So most theaters wouldn't even carry the X rating, even though a lot of really prominent actually have come to be famous films were originally rated X. Right. And Corbett, I I know you published an article on that on the website, too, about X-rated horror films that have been released. Yeah, just just even X-rated films in general that, I mean, people accept 
nowadays. I mean, they were they were cut later on, but then they found a second life on home video right. where they could do whatever they want. But the point I'm trying to make is that, and it, I just the NC-17 doesn't necessarily mean it is just horrible, right? You know, I mean personally, I think. Eh, no, okay, I'm going to make this stance. I think Watchmen probably should have been, like, NC-17. Why do you say that? Just with, just with the amount of full frontal male nudity, uh, the number of sex scenes, and I, I pr- I'd probably say that just because, I mean, even if you're really, you can wait a couple years yeah. to see it, you know, till you're 18. Like, if you're 16, you got to wait two years to see it. No big deal. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're probably 16 or, or under, then you probably shouldn't be watching Watchmen. Right. Just because it is super violent, has all kinds of issues with it that I just don't think your mind needs to be exposed to just yet. Right. You're still developing. You're still forming uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, absolutely, NC-17, or just don't release it at all. Um, just more hard R films that have some graphic... Uh, nudity, sexual content, and violence. Yeah. That I just think, no, don't let children under 17 go see that. Right. You know, there's no point. It's just going to, honestly, it's just going to corrupt them, I feel. Yeah. And I want to combat you a little bit on the uh, rating you gave for Watchmen. Because I feel like, although with the content in it, I would agree, maybe it could be under the N17 rating, maybe. Um, But I would say that... Uh, the subject matter of the movie does not warrant it an NC-17 rating. Like, the things that it tries to bring to the table and teach the audience, I don't feel like that needs to be, like, an an NC-17. I don't feel like it needs to be on the same level as, like, a Clockwork Orange or something like that. Now, it's not to say it shouldn't get an R rating. I say the content and stuff that's in the movie deserves the R rating, but I don't feel like it completely makes it NC-17, but I understand where you're coming from with that. I completely understand where you're coming from with that. That might be because I've only seen the theatrical cut and a two and a half, two hour and 45 minute cut. I don't, yeah. have you seen the, have you seen the director's cut? I think, I believe you have. I, I've seen the three and a half hour version. It doesn't add anything okay. that would change the rating, but uh, maybe, maybe I'm more sensitive to it because I had a seven year old sitting in front of me. Oh Yeah. During the movie, which, like, really upset me to see young kids being brought to that movie, which I, I I don't know. I was just really disappointed with that. And then I guess that probably just kind of impacted me a little more just seeing kids watch that stuff, whereas kids shouldn't see that. So then I'm like, all right, no kids at all. Yeah. Not even teenagers. Nobody. Right. And (laughs) like I said, it also depends on a personal preference. Like the like, there are even parents are bringing their kids to Deadpool, the movie Deadpool. And it's Which like, are you serious? Horrible. That's horrible. Like, if Those you have any sense, the year just okay, just because it's a superhero movie does not, and it's by Marvel, does not mean anything if it's past the Marvel, like if it's not in the Marvel universe, like you know, outside and, of the company when it's owned by Fox. Right. Different story because if you look at the if you look at all the X Men movies at least the ones that I've seen I've seen I've seen the first sure. I've seen one two and Wolverine if you look yeah. at those and then you look at like the Marvel movies that are in the MCU they're pretty yeah. completely different tones and stuff and they like the X movies have a bit more of like sexual jokes and stuff like that in them than the MCU yeah. does not to say they don't 
But in that sense, just because it's under the Marvel rating does not mean it's not going to be the family-friendly movie because Deadpool is absolutely not a family-friendly movie like all the yeah. MCU movies are. No, and it's and this is what what we would classify as a hard R. And that's just that's the issue I'm trying to make is rated R films are becoming so hard now to the point like we talked about Wolf of Wall Street with all the nudity right, and right. drugs and 500 uses of the F word. That if they're going to go that far, then I feel like they're going to need to bump their rating up or something. Right. The MPAA is just crazy loose they're, now. They're, well, not just loose, but they're also confusing too because they'll rate it, they'll rate movies sure. that should be rated R, PG-13, but rate movies that should be rated PG-13 and rate them R. Yeah. It's it's honestly a – personally, it just feels like a cracked system. Yeah. It, it, I mean, so, in some ways, it does help, like, know what kind of content you're getting into, at least for the first couple ratings. But when you get to, like, PG-13 and then R, things get crazy real fast. You can go you can go either, like, pretty clean and just having maybe a scene that's not very good or, like, completely bad and just not good on the yeah. complete other side of the spectrum. And you wouldn't know it unless you've, like, researched the film. That's the problem with the with at least the t- higher two ratings now. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, there's certain movies that you'll watch and you'll be like, why was that rated R? Yeah, yeah. Especially some older films where they just, like, we talked about Rambo and there's even a few others where it's just like, why? Uh, I'm going to look this up real quick and see, if, just to give you, like, one more example, see if I'm right. I could be wrong on this one. Yeah. Um, no, I'm wrong. Never mind. Okay. I was trying to give another example for a movie that you're like, why is that rated R when there's nothing? Oh, gotcha. There's, there's, there's plenty of examples out oh, there yeah. where you'll just be like, why why is this R? Right. But then let me ask you this question. Yeah. What if they decided to attach like a like a plus or like a, a neutral sign to PG-13 and R? So like an R movie would be like R+, plus, which means it has content that's much more hard yeah. like like Deadpool or Wolf of Wall Street or something like that in PG-13 where it it's a more harder edged film. Um the problem with that though is that then the ratings get confusing, you know. Like um I do I it would at least tell you what spectrum of the PG-13 rating it would be in, but now you have G, PG, PG-13 minus, PG-13 neutral, PG-13 plus, PR minus, R neutral and R plus. And then we have NC-17 at the back end. Like, I feel like there's just way too many ratings to have on the movie rating scale for like the general audience. Now, of course, if you're skilled and you watch a lot of movies and you know the rating system, then I feel like it won't be that bad. But when you're like sure. somebody who is like just going to see a movie just to see a movie, I feel like at that point it would be kind of kind of confusing to them, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of some a way a way to fix the current system by keeping it I mean, be, the current system. Do you do you right, but do you agree with no, me? No, I, I completely agree with you. And I've been we are I've been trying to really think, move it into hard territory. Yeah, I've been trying to think, well, is there a way we can put like make like, split the PG thirteen rating and then split the R rating, but I was like, Well if we did that, that would make it even more confusing because now we have even more ratings. Because we already have five. Well, okay, I wanna I wanna kind of get towards that just in a little bit um like because that's kind of what uk has which i i do like their rating system we'll talk about that here in a second but um 
we we've kind of touched on NC seventeen a little bit, um, but well, okay, we've both seen an NC seventeen film. We've yeah. seen the Evil Dead, which technically which is, is yeah. It's yeah. Um, Sam Raimi put it out. They're like, you know, if you don't cut it, then. Which is kind of funny because, sure, it's really violent, but at the same time, it's just so funny. Oh, yeah. Like, we had so much fun watching it. Was a, yeah, it's a fun movie, and I understand that back in the day, it was, like, really scary and stuff. So, yeah. I understand why it got the, or I guess back then it was the X rating. I understand why it got that rating, but if it was to be re-released today, I don't feel like it would still be rated NC-17. With the movies that are coming out now, I feel like it would it'd be rated R. Well, yeah, and we just got the remake a couple years back of The Evil Dead, and I haven't seen it. I probably don't plan on seeing it, just because I remember from those trailers, we saw some really graphic violence in the trailers, even. Yeah, I heard it. I'm not talking about the Red Band trailer. I'm talking about trailer they could show to all audiences, and I was like, okay, that's that's just offensive, almost. Exactly. For a movie. That's That's just too show off you know shock people right and whatever for like i i can get into personal preferences all day about horror <laughs> movies I've, we both probably could do that probably get into like personal preference or what we like and maybe we'll movies. do a, maybe we'll do another podcast right yeah that, a different podcast over horror movies and yeah whatnot. but i mean at the same time i've heard that you know the remake isn't too bad but at the same time it's super graphic um, but that was rated R. Yeah, that one was rated R. So I, I feel like at that point, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's it's hard to discern whether it would be on one spectrum or the other. I would say Evil Dead, the original from original from Sam Raimi, would be rated R if it was to be released today. But at the same time, it's like, but the MPAA is trying to say, all right, kids cannot go see this movie. Even teenagers can't. Right. You know, right. and maybe that's for the best. I'd have to revisit that film. We both, yeah, I- I've only seen it once at least. Yeah, we, we, I think when we watched it, I think it's the only time we've ever, we both have ever watched it. So, and, and I mean, like I've said, there's go, go read the article on the website and you'll find out certain movies that are rated that. Um, but then I wanted to, one of the movies that is, it's, it's technically rated R, but it's actually rated quote-unquote x is brian de palma's film scarface yeah that's right which he presented to the mpaa three times and it was rejected three times uh, they're like we're just going to give you the x and the studio's like well, we really want an r and he made cuts every time and eventually i believe he presented like a fourth cut and they're like fine we'll give it the r rating and he said what that's not fair um my all the cuts are so minor yeah. that it would still, it you know, it would still be an X. So right. the cuts are so minor, it would still be an X. So what he actually did, he actually reinserted that footage and then released it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no alternate cut. Yeah. Even though on the disc, even though on the box it says rated R and in theaters it says rated R, that's actually the X rated cut. Right. Which I agree with because that film is just nuts. I mean it is just nuts. Have not seen it yet, but I have the disc. I okay. Should, okay. My cousin has the you, disc. I mean I'm just I mean it's a good film. Yeah. I enjoy it. Like if you enjoy the departed, which is like probably today's equivalent of Scarface concerning like language and violence and whatnot. Yeah. But it is just, it pushed the envelope with the F word also back then. Yeah. That's right. It is used a lot. 
there's also quite a bit of uh, shows drug usage and violence. And I, I don't think the sexuality is like not that bad or not really exist in any way. Yeah, right. But still, it's it, it's interesting that way. Yeah. And even the NC-17 rating is so demonized yeah. that they won't even put it on boxes. Really? On uh, home, home video releases. Hmm. So if you go pick up The Evil Dead today, if you go to Best Buy, pick it up, flip it over, it'll say not rated. Ah, okay. Yeah. Just because for marketing purposes, yeah. they don't want a disc showing NC-17. Right. Folks, NC-17 is a demonized rating. It, it really is. It, and I understand why. I understand why it's so demonized is because it's more pointed towards, oh, if it's NC-17, then it must be pornographic, which is not right. always the case. Not I, always. I know, and people just think of NC-17 as something, like, really bad. Yeah. Like, it's just not watchable. It's so bad. Right. But that's not true. Right. I mean, sure, some NC-17 films, no, don't watch them. Right. They're bad. Which is kind of hard because that means the ones that are really bad ruin it for the rest of right. the other ones, like The Evil Dead. And one other example I'll bring up is Hellraiser 2 Hellbound absolutely deserves the rating mm-hmm. because those Hellraiser movies are pretty hard movies. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think that second one is still pretty good. It's still a really creative concept. Um, it just says unrated, even though it's actually rated X. Gotcha. So if you go pick it up, you will not see that X rating on a box, pretty sure ever, or even for the NC-17. Yeah. I don't even think that stores can sell an NC-17 film or X rated film to the general public anyways, unless you're under 18. As far as I knew, when that was coming out, that's another reason why, uh, when home video was coming into its own, that's another reason why they... Um, the X rating and NC-17 were rarely used Yeah, is because theaters wouldn't carry it um, and video stores wouldn't carry them either. Right, right. So... Let me ask you this question. Do you think that films that are considered under the pornographic label should have a different rating system or like maybe just a different rating on top of the ones we have now? Or do you think that would just make things even more confusing since general audiences now just can't get the NC-17 in stores unless they label it under not rated... What do you think about yeah. that? Oh, uh, pornographic films are a terrible. They're not really a film. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just people having fake weird sex. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, no. From what I read about the X rating, when the pornography industry just literally just hijacked it, um, there's like X, double X, and triple X. That's kind of their own thing. Honestly, I don't think they're even rated. It's pretty much just all in the same field. I don't think the MPAA should have anything to do with them. Yeah. Because they're just in their own category. Right. I mean, you know. technically they are considered motion pictures. They're considered film. So I I mean, I guess <sighs> it, gets kind of, it gets kind of sketchy there. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, like, do you think they would... Should have a different rating, like just all together, put them all in a different rating, so that people know that if they go to get a film and is this rating, it is going to be what this film is. No, I mean honestly, if if you're going to be in like a video rental store and find those kind of movies, they'll a have the actual front cover covered up. Right. Yeah, I know. I know and that. It'll say like for adults only or something like that, or it'll have their it its own like closed off section, which should be enough to tell you 
these movies are completely out of the spectrum of the normal movies. So, yeah, I mean, personally, I I think, no, they don't need their own rating system because the people that are going to watch that stuff don't give a crap. That's true. They're just going to watch it, whether a rating tells them to or not. Plus, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to have a rating for them because people that can go and purchase that kind of stuff, you have to be, I don't know how old to go pretty i don't sure even want to know pretty sure it's 18 i was like okay guess. i know I mean, that at family video because we went down the street here they have sure. a room and it says no adults only or something like that so pretty sure it's 18 yeah. or older F- family video <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking and i know my Such friend i know a guy i'm friends with a guy whose roommate works yeah. there and he says it's super awkward because he has to go and restock that i would hate that yeah i would hate that the only downside so. for working at family video but off subject yeah yeah so no i don't think they should have their own rating system because i mean if you're gonna go that far and watch that kind of stuff and go and purchase it and have the tenacity to go there then you're you're not gonna care about ratings yeah i, I feel like you at that point you probably wouldn't care either so and you got to be a certain age anyway to even go in the store otherwise right they're just gonna boot you out of the store right know? so which or why section, wherever which is at. why we have adult video stores uh, it's like a hundred kilometers, a hundred meters from a major city or something like that. It's something like that. It has to be so far away from maybe even like a school or something like that before they can be outside the limits of a family or no, of a adult video store. If I'm correct. I could be so wrong about that. Well, I I know of two here in town. There's actually one not far away from my where my grandma lives. Okay, but it's still like a a good distance, like a mile or something yeah. or two miles away you know but maybe yeah, i don't that. know i don't know <laughs> but um okay and here's okay the new nc-17 honestly for today's standards is the essentially unrated cut that's why we yeah. will never get an nc-17 film in theaters because and and it's i mean we have before like we talked about evil dead yep uh showgirls was the very first film to be a popular nc-17 film uh don't go watch that just you shouldn't understand by the title (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but nowadays what what most uh people will know is films that either have too much sexual content for the general public or too much violence yeah will the the director the studio will beforehand realize that they'll ensure it immediately gets the r rating but in the back of their minds they they've already got the backup plan which is to release the unrated cut right exactly on dvd and unrated simply means that the mpaa didn't view it to rate it right so and that's become really popular actually unrated versions are actually really popular people want to go buy those to right. see the grittier version you couldn't see in theaters that was some of the original marketing material you know yeah. like what you couldn't see in theaters and i've noticed it's really become popular with the pg-13 crowd of movies too which oftentimes yeah. nothing really big is to make it you know a huge unrated film that i've seen mm-hmm. there are a couple i know that like um i'm ready cut of the internship there's one more yeah. I'm thinking of that I know that the unrated cuts are Limitless. pretty bad. Limitless. There's a PG-13 cut, and then I'm pretty sure the other cut is just unrated. Okay. And it has more nudity gotcha. and violence, I think. Gotcha. But, so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's becoming a bigger thing now. 
and yeah, understandable because most... they're trying to tell the story and you know without having the restriction of the rating the MPA. except those instances are stupid exactly yeah most of the time they are uh the only time you'll get like most unrated cuts are associated with horror films yeah that i've i've seen yeah that i've seen violence too. yeah you'll, they'll just most of the time otherwise um director's cuts extended cuts are not unrated cuts yeah i mean they could be they will say on the back not rated but that's that's just that's because a it, little different yeah. than putting on the front cover unrated yeah. you know it's because it costs more money to send a film to the mpa to be rated because i know mm-hmm. there's a fee to pay and the higher i think it's higher the budget of the film the higher the rating is or the higher the um budget it higher the money is to get it rated it's all on the MPA yeah. website. I, I saw that. Um, so I guess that that, that sense to make sense. Don't need yeah, to spend so more money on a film I've already made if I'm just going to add a few more scenes to it and call it director's cut. So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's essentially why you'll never get an NC-17 film in theaters because they know there's going to be no chance of getting it out there and they'll actually make more money by just releasing it on DVD. Exactly. Where they can just essentially release whatever they want. Now, is that necessary for unrated cuts? I don't... Probably not. I mean, there's some unrated versions where they'll actually put more than just, like, blood and gore in there. Yeah. And extend the story, and then I understand. But otherwise, it's normally just a a more violent, gory, visceral vision, if that's what you want to see. Yeah. Have you you seen... World War Z, because I know they have the theatrical, which is PG-13, and they have the unrated, which is unrated. Have you seen the unrated cut of that? I haven't. I've only seen the PG-13 cut. Was that what it yeah. was, PG-13? Yeah. I've only seen the PG-13 okay. cut. I've seen both, and there is hardly anything at all in that movie, except for, I think, a blood discoloration in the, in the theatrical cut, because I think they darken yeah. it a bit, and there's a couple more things that are shown. But for the most part, it's kind of funny to think that that got a PG thirteen or it got a PG thirteen, or would have gotten an R if it had those scenes in it. Um, so it, I, I watched well, both. It was just kind of silly because most PG thirteen movies are like that. The extended cuts are just a couple mm-hmm. more scenes longer, and Taken's also one of those too. I understand why Taken got almost got a rated R version. Because have you seen the unrated cut for Taken? I have, and if I remember right, there's. Is there just there's just like one main difference, like a different scene? Yeah, right. There's there's a couple of fight scenes that are extended, but the main reason why it would have gotten an R rating is the interrogation scene when the when yeah. Lee Meeson has a guy tied up to the chair with the uh, with the clips uh, electric clips hanging onto it, and he shocks him. Well, isn't in the unrated cut he like stabs like nails yeah. into his in the legs? unrated cut he has two nails he jabs into his thighs and then clips it to that, and yeah, yeah. so. It, that, at that point, understandably so, why they refilmed the scene to keep it that PG-13 rating. Yeah. Taken is already a pretty heavy movie in the first place. Sure. So, I don't know. PG-13, they always seem to... The PG-13 movies always seem to have the unrated cuts. There are some rated R movies that I've seen that have come out with unrated cuts. Some. Yeah. But it's mainly PG-13. PG well, yeah. I mean, like, Saw and Halloween were big with the unrated cuts. Right, right. Just for those movies are already really violent anyway. Honestly, though, like you were saying, you're like, what's the, there's like not really any difference or there's just like a minor difference between World War Z theatrical 
and unrated. I just looked up the box for it, and it has a sticker on the front that says "New Unrated Cut" with bolded in all caps, intense with intense footage not shown in theaters. Okay. So, yeah, and I and like we we're talking about those kind of things will be completely for marketing oh, to just yeah. boost sales. Oh, is like yeah, like. Like when everyone heard that they were going to do an R-rated version of Batman v Superman, everyone went crazy. Never, everyone, is yeah, everybody insane. went crazy. Yeah, because there's never ever been an R-rated Superman film or a Batman film, and we're like, oh my gosh. I mean, granted, we got the movie actually made sense with that cut, which it was. I was glad it at least made sense, but it didn't deserve that R rating. No, that was silly. No, it did not. <laughs> and I think it could even backfire with. Like the third Hobbit film. Right. Which is just very, very odd that I saw it in theaters. It was a fine PG-13 film. But for whatever reason, they res- they submitted the fuller cut to the MPAA, which gave it the R. And then they put that out on I don't know. video. I don't understand. I mean, I guess, I, I guess in the sense of that it's... You know, the the Middle Earth series of films that all of them have, all the extended cuts also have the ratings and have it not rated, being that the films yeah. are already pretty clean anyway. It's just a bunch of violence. Um, yeah. I feel like at that sense, I guess it kind of makes sense for them to resubmit the extended cut to get it re-rated and stuff. But at the same time, R? Like, what? I think that could actually just work against... I feel, yeah, especially in those films, because all of them are rated PG-13, right. and they're all family-friendly, for the most part, you know? Yeah. And then we have all of them rated PG-13, extended cuts and all, except for Hobbit Part 3, extended edition, is for whatever reason rated R. Well, yeah, and I think that can just turn people away, honestly. Oh, yeah, easy. Uh, because no, everybody's coming to Middle Earth to not watch a hardcore R-rated film. Right. Sure, you're going to expect action, but... It just seems like a super odd choice. We were all shocked about that. Oh, yeah. Even exactly, yeah. But, well, like another example is uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which I believe was rated R. Yeah, it was. And on the box it says unrated cut with new footage too intense for theaters. That's so funny. I told you, that's all marketing. That's just marketing. Yeah, I feel like... Do you think that the rating system can so easily hinder make from making a good movie? Well, I don't know. Because I, like, I feel like the rating system so easily can hinder a filmmaker from making a good movie because of the money, the money not only the money that they're going to get back, but the amount of people who are going to see their movie. Oh, well, sure. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because oftentimes, like, a film will be made... It'll, it'll be shot for the R rating, but then like the studio or the rating system will step in and say, you know, no, don't give it the R rating because we want bigger box office numbers. And so it'll be PG-13. Right. Because one of the examples I heard was uh, the film King Arthur. Mm-hmm. I, from what I heard, which was shot by the guy who did Training Day, which is a our film, hard R film, very good though, awesome movie. Yeah. Um, so he did King Arthur as rated R, but I'm pretty sure the distributors were like Disney or something, 
So they're like, no, we're not going to do that. And I, I could be wrong about that Disney thing. I, I'm pretty sure it, it was like a Jerry Bruckheimer or something. Yeah, right. Was a part of it, and they they had to cut it so it was PG thirteen, which I watched it and I did not like it. But from what I've heard, the R rated version makes it better. Right. And it's it's really weird when that happens, but yeah. I, I see what you mean when especially they do that when you know it's meant to be like rated R and then they knock it down to PG thirteen. Yeah, exactly. And they just. I don't know. You can just tell the film feels off. It's a little off kilter, a little incomplete. Yeah. Usually, when they knock a, from what I've from what I've seen, when they knock a film down from uh, R to PG thirteen, they cut out a lot of stuff, and that could very easily impact the way that the story is presented, right. which is my biggest problem because it comes in because you can if you're gonna make a good movie, I don't think the rating should matter as much, but at the same time, it does to the audience because if the rating is higher the less amount of people are going to be able to go see it because of that age restriction, especially mm-hmm. if the film does a lot of, you know, stuff. Um, so when you have films, I'm, and it makes me, and I'm surprised that we have films like the dark Knight that are also so good, but use that rating to their advantage as much as they can. Cause they want to teach the audience something, not just to get the money back. You know, they want to make a good movie to teach the audience something. Um, but they use that rating they have like the dark Knight does to their advantage but when there are films that come out, like a bunch of horror films nowadays that just come out just so they can get some money, or even really just the Paranormal Activity movies that after three just started coming out just to come out so they can get more money back <laughs> from them, at that point, you're not telling a good story. You're you're just making a movie. And, I, and then it, you lose the audience because the movie is not engaging, and then you lose the audience because the movie is just not good in general, and, they don't, and then it, it, it's just not... It's just not good. And at that point, if you have the rating system, this is where the rating system, I feel like, can be very controversial when it comes to filmmaking. Because if you have a film that has already content in it, but you cut that content down to a PG-13 level, then you're losing what a good story could become. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like at that point, um, that's where that's the big fault of, the, a, of like a rating system, like a universal rating system. I understand why it's there. And for the most part, it basically does its job what it needs to do. But when filmmakers use that to make their story more profitable for them instead of making a good movie, then we have a problem. <laughs> because if you're just making a film just to make a film, then what's the point in making a film instead of making one that's actually good to try and teach the, the, to, to try and teach society something that they can learn from or think they can at least think about? Yeah. I I 100% agree right. with that. And it is disappointing because I feel a lot of films we're getting nowadays are cash grabs. Oh, yeah. Especially in the PG-13 category. It's just a major cash grab. And we're presented with something that's really subpar. It's just mediocre. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why, you know, I'll go back and watch... Older films that had a solid acting, solid storytelling, and a solid plot that didn't rely on really basic things that the audience just wants to see, you know, like sexual jokes or just violence, you know, that really doesn't enhance a movie. And it's just there because the audience is just, their mind's degraded anyway, and they just want to see it. So I, I, that's been, that has been happening recently, and I'm really disappointed with that. 
Yeah, so, and that's just an exploitation of the rating system. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And when you have films, especially ones like Rosemary's Baby, that are just so good and know what yeah. they're doing, you know, but they don't, and they could easily tell that same story in a rating that's rated PG. They could so easily tell that exact same story, at least the same message, in a different rating. But the movie would not be nearly as impactful because of the imagery that the movie presents to its audience. That I feel like that's what makes the movie a, a part of the Criterion Collection or just a good movie in yeah. general. It's because it's tongue a controversial subject. But the reason why it's controversial is so that way you can at least get the audience to think about something, you know. Now, of course, you can go yeah. watch the film and you can make your own conclusions about that. But the movie itself is meant to teach you something, right? It's meant to present a yes. good story to its audience so they can learn something. And it does, it does not use the rating system to make more money off it. It's just trying to tell a good story. And it does a great job of that. And I've noticed that older films do this a bit, be a bit better than more modern ones do. Because more modern ones just try to get more money out of it. And there are a lot more films being made today now that you can pick up a camera. Basically, anyone can pick up a camera and make a film out of it. Right? Mm -hmm. And... If you're trying to tell a good story and you're just and you only you only have five bucks, then you do with what you can. And there have been amazing films that are, that are made off of five bucks. You know, like I'm talking like Whiplash is a very small budget. Basically, any a lot of good indie films are very small budgeted movies. Um, right. Oh, what's one thing of it's Grand Budapest Hotel. That one was made with for less than a million dollars, and it's a fantastic movie. Well, and I think that's why we're seeing like a resurgence in the indie films. Right. Is because they're just so solid with the acting and storytelling, right? And they're not—they're clearly not in it for the money, right? Now, of course, indie films can very, very easily just be cash grabs or just not good movies in general. But sure. when they're when indie films are really good, they're usually fantastic movies, from what I've seen. Point in I, point, point in case, uh, like I said before, Whiplash, Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, Oh, there's one by Quentin Tarantino, his very first film. Reservoir Dogs is apparently amazing. Like, indie films, I feel like indie films are part of, like, the most important pieces of cinema, like, modern cinema, because they're ones that kind of, they're the ones that, you know, can bring up, bring up a good filmmaker to make other good films. But when you don't get the money in return from the film that you made just because nobody went to go see it, or it doesn't get you into popularity, even though it's a good movie, that could squander making, you know, good filmmakers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. It's a good point. Yeah. But, so, let's move on real quick yeah. to the UK rating system. And I, I want to read the ratings to you yeah. real quick, and I want to see if you agree with them or okay. not, and if we should move to this type of system. Uh, the first one is U for universal, suitable for all. Um, there is a PG in the UK, uh, just essentially RPG. And then this is when we bump up to the different categories. 12A, mm -hmm. cinema release suitable for 12 years and over. No one younger than 12 may see a 12A rated film in a cinema unless accompanied by an adult. Okay, there's 12A. Okay. Now there's just 12, which is uh, suitable for 12 years and older. Um, and I guess video recordings with this rating are not to be supplied to anyone below that age. Oh, well, whatever. We'll skip that one. Okay. 15 
is suitable only for 15 years and older. No one under 15 is allowed to see a 15-rated film at the cinema or buy slash rent a 15-rated video. 18, suitable only for adults. No one under 18 is allowed to see an 18-rated film at the cinema or buy slash rent an 18-rated video. And then, of course, there's restricted 18, which I think is pretty much pornography. Right. But I, I, I guess I would say I have a couple slight issues with that. But what do you think of that? I mean, I, I like the way that they present the rating system because it gives a bit more of a definite number, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, than being kind of ambiguous like ours is. <laughs> <laughs> but the big problem I have with that, though, is that um, you have so many people that their minds develop at completely different paces. So to say that somebody can't go see a film that's rated 12 because they're 11, but have, mm-hmm. you know, the mature capacity to see this film, uh, I feel like at that point, even though maybe at that age it wouldn't matter as much, but I feel like at that point, you know, it, it does kind of squander them seeing a good movie and stuff or getting the money back. Um, so... It, it, I think it can go both ways. I mean, it has really good stuff about it, and there's a big pitfall of if you're under this age, even though you may be mature enough to see the movie, you, you can't see it, you know? Yeah, and I will say that um, Ireland has a diff- slightly different rating system compared to the, uh, like, the just the UK, the England area. Yeah. And I will say where... I like where their addition is, is because between 15 and 18, that's a really big gap. Yeah, that is a big, it's a huge gap. So Ireland adds in a 16. Okay. So there's 12. Um, I guess with the Irish 12, uh, younger children may be admitted to the film at cinemas if accompanied by an adult. Right. Um, the... And I guess even with their 15, younger viewers may be admitted to the film at cinemas of accompanied by adult. With 16, it's suitable for viewers of 16 and older. Okay, if you're younger, then younger viewers are not admitted to a 16 film. Okay. And, of course, they're not admitted either to an 18 film. Gotcha. Even if you have an adult. Right. So, I don't know. I guess I would say the Irish rating system is better than the UK one. Yeah, I, I, I'd I say it probably is because it gives a bit more definite answer. Yeah. Okay, so, and they act, they looks about the same. They have G, P, G, but then it goes 12, 15, 16, 18. Yeah. So, here's my big question to you is, should the MPAA, should we have a revision in the MPAA and completely change our rating system? I would say, um, yes. Definitely want at least a revision. Because we have so many films out there that are exploiting the rating system now just to get more money when they should be maybe one rating up or one rating lower. And there's such a wide variety of how good or bad the film can be in PG-13, especially PG-13 and R-rated films. I feel like at that point, you know, you may have a bit of a problem. It's not like it's the filmmaker's fault. I mean, it can easily be the filmmaker's fault. But when you have a rating system like that, you know, then of course you're going to have somebody, you know, do that with it. But at the same time, if we were to restructure the rating system now, we would confuse everyone because this is America we're talking about. Okay. (laughs) So if you make any major revision to anything, it's going to backfire so fast. 
I mean, we're talking iPhone 7, no headphone jack thing here. So, oh, so like, like I said, it's yes, it should be restructured. But at the same time, getting to that point to restructure it is going to be a nightmare to do because you have, because like I said, this is America. You just if you're going to change something, it's got to be incremental and get the audience to slowly get into the role of this new rating system rather than just abruptly one day, here we go, new rating system, you know. And yeah. then you have to re then all the films that are out now have to, you know, or all the new ones have to be rebranded as new ones. If you're going to re-release a film, it has to be rebranded, which costs more money. Um, so at the same time, yes, it should be, but it, I don't know if it can because you have so many things in the way of blocking what you what couldn't be done because of the people around you and the money that's going to have to go into it to rebrand these films. I feel like it's not a good idea. And that might be because when the Hayes' code was phased out into the MPAA and a new rating system, I feel like that may have been what started this all is because uh, now you have films that um, were being released in a PG that should have been rated that shouldn't have been R, but should not have been PG. So we made a new rating system to put it in the very middle. So who's to say we're not going to get another one on, like, years later from now? That's going to be put yeah. between either PG-13 or R or R and NC-17, you know, and if we, the more we, the more ratings we have, the more confusing things are going to get, you know, so at this, I mean, yes and no, it's, it's hard. It's a hard question. It's, it's cause it needs to be redone, but it can't yeah. be redone because if we were to do that, it would be, it would cost, it would backfire so fast. I feel like that it wouldn't have been really that really worth it to keep or to re have to having to redo the rating system yes it needs to be redone probably not the best idea to do so though yeah and i i completely agree with your points and it makes sense like if every i like if all the current ratings now minus maybe g and pg yeah were completely changed and we just threw in a bunch of new ones i think yeah you're right it would a confuse people b just be a headache yeah. to try and re-rate all the other films yeah because folks like, Psycho, for instance, was not originally, like, okay, most of the Alfred Hitchcock films now, those ratings that they have now were not originally rated that. A, because those ratings just didn't exist. Yeah. It was either approved or mature, something like that. So, Psycho was re-rated as R. The Birds was re-rated as PG-13 because they had to do away with... I mean, if you're going to phase out the old ratings, then you're going to have to give it a new one. So that's why those Hitchcock films were given the new ratings of R and PG-13 or PG, something like that. Right. So I think, yeah, that would we're, we're at a state right now where it would be too much to completely overhaul the system. I do say, though, that if films continue at their current course of just really putting in, pushing the boundaries of... I mean, honestly, I would say films, the the boundary is pretty much gone now with a lot of what you can put in R and PG-13. They keep pushing that boundary. I'll say like they did with um, Gremlins and Indiana Jones. We're going to get something that's just going to be like too far. It's going to frustrate audiences that all taken their children to go see it or whatever. Or even they feel their teenage kid shouldn't be seeing it. So I can very, very easily see there's going to be, there might be something between PG-13 and R. Right. 
because the the age difference between a thirteen year old and a seventeen year old at the at the end, I mean, it, pretty much the beginning of the teenage years and the ending of the teenage years is so much changes. Oh yeah, there's such a huge difference. So that I can absolutely see there being like, I don't know, a PG. Personally, what I would prefer is the PG thirteen to be changed to PG fifteen, probably. Yeah, I could see because that. fifteen is in between that age of, you know, ten and twenty or so. Yeah, you know, and I feel like at that point, and if we were to read, if we were to, and if it was just just to rate the PG thirteen films, I feel like that might work. It'd be yeah. a, a nightmare still, but at least at that point, you could have PG fifteen and have all those harder PG thirteen movies be rated as PG fifteen, and it would at least make yeah. a bit more sense, you know. Uh, yeah, the 13 just doesn't make sense anymore, I guess, back then it did. Right. But now it's like 13 is too young, whereas 15 seems a little more in between. Right, right. I figured so, at that point, it probably worked better. But then, of course, who's to say we're not going to get films that are rated PG that shouldn't be rated PG-15, PG you know? Yeah, because now you're saying there's a gap between like right. a PG film and a PG-15. Right. And that's the problem with our rating system just in general. Because so, there, are, ga- there well, are gaps there... They, right. Things can be pushed so far to that gap, but not be over the gap, you know. And that's, but that's the strength of like the rating system in Ireland is there are no gaps, right? You know, each film is assigned what it should be, and then when it gets to sixteen, which makes sense, then nobody under that can see that, you know. Right, exactly. And whereas right now there's no cutoff at all. I mean, if you don't have a parent with you, sure, you're not getting into an R-rated film, but yeah. even if you have a parent, like, everyone can go see anything right. here in America. Right. America. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really just rating systems in general are just, they are a controversial mess because you have so are. many people coming from different backgrounds who think that something may be okay but then you have somebody maybe like in a different religious group or comes from a different background <laughs> who thinks oh this is not okay and then you can have and they're both the same movie and yeah it it can so easily become a mess and it's hard to discern because we're all different so we can all see different what the heck we can all see different movies <laughs> as a different rating you know yeah, but then, but then again, there has to be at yeah. least some kind there needs, of barrier, yeah, or standard, and there exactly there needs to be some standard there. Otherwise, otherwise you have a pro, you have a big problem. There's a reason yeah. why anarchy does not work. <laughs> There's a reason. Right. But so, personally, yes, I would like to see the MPAA do an overhaul or maybe start limiting what they could put in an R-rated film because. Right. The uh, honestly, I feel for R-rated films, the boundaries are broken. You can go anywhere. Look at Fifty Shades of Grey for sexuality. Look at Wolf of Wall Street for language. Maybe Evil Dead for violence. I don't know. There's other things where it's just the floodgates are open with that. And PG-13 is going closer and closer into that territory. Yeah. Which I don't know. I just it's hard to tell whether we really will get any sort of change. Right. I it's yeah that that at that point it's hard to tell I I don't know it, it I guess maybe like like I said if we were to like slowly increment the change the MPA we could probably start with the PG thirteen rating and move that to fifteen but then um 
you know, it's it's hard. It's it's the rating system is just hard to deal with because there's so much that is behind the rating system um, that goes into yeah. it that it's almost almost impossible to change. You know, because you have so much that you have to get through to get to the point where you can change the rating system, and now you have millions upon millions of movies that you have to re-rate if people want to re-rate them, which is going to cost more money for the filmmakers to rate that movie. And then you have controversy of, is this a good idea for general audiences to just take this rating and go with it instead of just sticking with the old stuff that's worked for years or worked supposedly. I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it can go, it go, it can go either way so easily. And that's the problem here is trying to I rewrite mean, th- everything. Right. But I think what's really, what's really going to make a difference is the parent's voice. When, there's going to be that inevitable movie that's probably going to be like PG-13 or something. Right. And it'll just go too far with, I don't know, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And just like with Indiana Jones and Gremlins, that's the only reason we got the PG-13. Right. It's because those films, yeah, no, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, no way should that be rated PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> Gremlins is, no, I just don't agree with that, so... And that's what happened is there was enough of an outcry and upset from the parents that they had to introduce PG-13. Right. And I honestly think if films continue on the current path they're going, then something's going to change. There's, I mean, they're going to change the R-rated film to say no one under 17. Right. uh, Or they're going to introduce a new film. I think there's going to be some minor tweak. Right. Because they're just... I don't know. Too many people will probably get upset over it. I just think that's inevitable, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, the rating system in America has always been kind of eh, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. And I feel like if we were to add more ratings, then it would get too confusing. But if we had two lesser ratings, then it's still too confusing because just because a film is in the end, like say back in the day of 1968, just because a film is in the M rating, does that mean it's going to be closer to a G or closer to an R? Well, that's the issue. That's, that was the issue with psycho. Exactly. And which was rated M, which, yeah. <laughs> and, and so like I said, even if we have more ratings, well, then at that point it becomes of, it becomes a point of, okay, well, how many ratings are there really, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, as I'd say maybe better in some instances, but in some, not so much. It, it's just hard. It's and me, and I don't think that's the, our discussion is to how to fix the rating system, but more of just what is the rating system really being right now? Like, are we just getting good films to get good films, or are we just getting good films for money's sake? And using the yeah. rating system to their to the filmmakers' advantage. Yeah, uh, that, and these are relevant issues. Definitely, definitely. We're we're clearly talking about it, and even more people are talking about that too. Right. And I know um, the guy who runs Cinema Sins. Now, whether or not he was actually being serious about this, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he was, but he said that he was going to try. Like he said, he wrote it in one of his videos, um, not on Cinema Sins. It was on a different channel. He mentioned a new rating system and since the one we have is broken hmm. he said uh the one that he was thinking was two ratings one that's for chi- children one is for adults and he basically kind of explained you know 
the difference between them. And I said, although I was thinking myself, I was watching, I was like, although a simplified rating system would be nice. I don't think that That's would how work. It was in the beginning already, though. Yeah, I was like, I don't. That's just going back to the very right, beginning, right? It is, and I just don't feel like that would work because I feel like that would Gina. cause more controversy. Because, you know, who's to say that adults don't like what their kids are seeing in a killed children's film, or vice versa? Who's to say that adults think that this should be something that their child should be able to see? You know. Yeah, and you know it could. This could also be easily resolved if the MPAA would just take a stance and not let the the motion picture companies, you know, kind of bully them or whatever, or the filmmakers, or whatever, and say, okay, no, you can't put this in. There, there's, there's like a cutoff. Yeah. You know, and that cutoff should not change. Right. Throughout the years, honestly. I mean, sure, from the beginning when you couldn't even say one cuss word or show childbirth or you know violence or whatever okay yeah whatever we're past that what i'm talking about is there just has to be this cutoff line where it's like okay if you're going to do that then that has to be r and then and then everything would be fixed honestly though right you know and we wouldn't have these issues like do we make secret life of pets pg (laughs) yeah exactly you know but the problem with that though is if we have that then if the film except for maybe this one piece of the film that would make it another rating if that's going to be in the film then the filmmaker can the, the filmmaker can just take it out but at that point if it's important to the story then we, now we have the degradation of the story and it's just it's hard it's like i said it's hard no no but what i'm trying to say is that if they have to take it out then let it be rated r and box office numbers you know let it be what it's going to be right yeah and I, I i and I, I completely agree with that but at the same time you know if it's just this one part of the story then um then i feel that most people are going to be like well if that's just that way because of this thing this one thing then it shouldn't be that one thing but at the same time i completely agree with you i i would say if it if it warrants an r rating then it needs to be rated r you know, if that's what the yeah. filmmaker is going for, you know, right. If that's what the film, if the film works better to have an R rating to present its ideas and its subjects, then let the film have an R rating. Unfortunately, that means the filmmaker gets less money. Um, and now we have that he can't make any more films because he doesn't have as much money to spend on those films to make a new one. Like I said, there's just a lot of stuff, but I completely agree with what you're saying. It. If a film needs to be rated R, then it should be rated R for the sake of telling a good story. Yeah, and not be greedy. Yeah, exactly. Because really, it's just coming down to greed, guys, nowadays. Yeah. Just and, wanting more money, right. whereas you don't need a half a billion dollar budget nearly right. to make a good film. That is... It's getting crazy, yeah. like they did with Batman v Superman. I don't... Or... I don't know. Last I heard, that might have been the most expensive film yet. Or how the, much did the it, Pirates of the? How much did it cost? I don't know. I know for sure Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is at least the most expensive film. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was at World's End that was the most expensive. Mm, I don't know. I guess it was something worth the look up. But nevertheless, it's it's still like you don't need that much money, right? Yeah. Avengers. Infinity War Part 1, Part 2 is going to have a combined budget of half a billion dollars. Yeah. It's crazy. We don't. I mean, go back and look at the Oscar-nominated films 
from the days before we're getting into, you know, what, right. eight, nine-digit numbers for budgets, just astronomical figures? It's, it's crazy. Okay, yeah, you were right, going back to the most expensive film, you were right, uh, Stranger Tides is more expensive than At Road's End, but, the, but At Road's End is right after on Stranger Tides. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it was rumored that... Batman v Superman was going to have a budget of like four hundred million. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was that much though. Yeah. Okay, my bad. I was thinking of something different. So, but still, any other thoughts? Anything else? Um, not, I think I, I'm pretty sure I got everything I needed to out. It's, I mean, it's it's a hard subject because there are so many things that are good about a rating system and so many things that are bad about a rating system that it could go either yeah. way, and you could think about a rating system. On either spectrum, being it's good, it's bad, um, but like I said, like a thousand times before, it if a film needs to be rated what it needs to be rated, then let it be what it needs to be rated. <laughs> Don't yeah. add things in to you know, add on to the story, or, or add on supposedly to the story so they can get that PG rating to get more money out of it. Um, but of course, you, if you have something that you need to take out that will degrade from the story then don't take it out just because you need a new rating. Like if you want to get that PG-13, don't take out those few extra scenes to uh, imp- that'll impact the story. Now, when it comes to like films like uh, Taken that had that scene removed when um, they, when Liam Neeson stabs a guy in his thighs with two nails, I can see why that was removed. At the, I, I mean, I can see why it was there. I can see it was yeah. removed. You know, and that's one of the things that if you can find something like that to replace and not like... Now, it won't impact the story anyway. I can understand that. That in that yeah. sense, it makes sense. You know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want everyone to see your movie, and so you do that. And it's the same way with the Dark Knight. They do things in the movie that um, could so easily push it over that PG thirteen into R rating territory. But Christopher Nolan wanted to present this movie to an audience to teach the audience something because a movie is that good to you know have that privilege to te- have the audience think about the movie that it it skidded past the R rating by not having, you know, people drinking in the movie and then not having, uh, any, basically any sex scenes in the movie with those being said, even with, if, if those were in there, I feel like at least with the sex part, it may have degraded the film a little bit. You know, he doesn't need the, he doesn't need those things in the film to make it a good movie is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, in that sense, yes, ratings could be a good thing. ratings can be a bad thing. I don't know if, they're more good than bad for the general audience. Maybe it's good, but when you're making a good film, it can be bad because you don't get as much money out of it. And then less people can see it. If the rating is that high. Um, I, it's, I, I don't know if I like or dislike the rating system in America. I think that UK does a bit better than we do, but I feel mm-hmm. like now we can't do much about it. Cause if we try to yeah. change it, then it's too late. People are going crazy over it, you know? So yeah, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I don't know. It's it, we've come a long way since Hayes's code, which said we can't have any swear words, we can't show birth on screen, we can't have very, we can have grisly violence now. All those yeah. things we've come a, we've come so far, almost the complete opposite of what the Hayes's code. There are still bits and pieces out there that it still influence the movie rating system, of course, but at the same time, you know, the rating system is just in chunks. So people can push the rating so far until it just hops over to the next one, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and usually in the G and PG, it's not a big deal, but when it comes to PG-13 and then R, 
that becomes a big gap between what a PG-13 could be like a fine PG-13 movie and then what's like borderline R or R and then in 17. It's the same thing. It's 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 hard. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing. And although although I it rating systems rating systems are good for you know families to discern if their kid is allowed to see it. It's not going to mm-hmm. be something, especially in America, since you know it's so diverse. It's not going to be something that will be related to every single family. And I think right. that's the biggest problem: is we can't just not have a rating system, um, but we need something. You know, we need something yeah. that's there. And I don't know. I think ours is a bit broken. To be honest, and maybe it's just because it's getting old yeah, and more modern movies are coming out, you know. But yeah, I it mean, it, it, it needs something. I, I feel like maybe we need something, and it, maybe something that's maybe PG fifteen, you know, could be a thing to try and help fix it. But it's just it's just kind of broken now, and I don't feel like that's because it was made to be broken, or just when the way it was made is just a poor way of making it. I feel like just the time that this was created, all the films we have now were not uh, films, you know, they were not. A thing and now they are because we have more people being able to make movies and we have more people that can get their hands on software to help enhance the movies so in that sense yeah i understand but at the same time it's i think they're just getting old it's been 30 years now 32 years since we last had a revision a major yeah. revision so those and are my I, thoughts I, right i feel the same way and the thing that i think that we should be thankful for though is that we get films that aren't as censored as other countries. Oh, yeah, I- exactly. Where films in other countries, which it seems really hypocritical to me, how they appear to be so righteous with their like films, like, oh, we're not going to show our people anything violent, mm-hmm. and they just don't really have that moral of a government anyway. I don't know. It just seems self-righteous to me. But, yeah, you do – like, we think that, you know, the MPAA, they make cuts with certain films, you know, and we we will get to see the the fuller version on DVD or something or they'll have to cut, you know, a couple violence here or there. In other countries, it's – they cut a lot, a lot to get certain ratings. And, like, in certain countries, like, we'll have an R-rated film. It'll be cut so much that it'll be, like, rated 12 or something. Wow. And I'm not even kidding. That that's that's real. Go look it up. They'll do such major cuts that the ratings in certain countries will be so drastically different because yeah. they're seeing a completely different film almost. So we do have that to be thankful for that that kind of artistic vision isn't stifled. Now I'm not I'm not like advocating we need to have like 500 F-words <laughs> in a movie because I think that's just bad writing, but I'm just saying that when it comes to certain other things, it's not like so, so toned down that you're, you know, we're watching Rambo and they like cut it down so much that, you know, your 10 year old can go see it. No problem. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. But otherwise, yeah, I, I, I've said my piece about the rating system. I believe we do need some kind of reform or people need to start being a little more moral with filmmaking and not putting in like unnecessary things that people really just don't need to see. But yeah, I, I mean, otherwise, I've feel like I've said my piece about this, and yeah, we'll we'll see if we get a, a revision at all later. I'm I'm kind of hoping we do, or at least people just start toning certain things down that just aren't really necessary to incorporate into a film to make it 
good right. by today's standards or whatever. Right. But thanks for joining us for this uh, special edition podcast of Silver Screen Guide. We look forward to doing more of these later on. We like to probably take a little break between certain retrospectives and just talk about uh, something in the movie industry or just something different in general movie news. We'll definitely be trying to put more of those out eventually. Otherwise, make sure to go look in our archive section at uh, the Rambo series and stay tuned for our uh, Hannibal Lecter October series we'll be doing. We're excited to be doing that. Uh, thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe to Podbean and we will be on iTunes. Uh, hopefully by the time this is put out, we will be on iTunes. So make sure to look for us there and we're trying to do a lot of updates and developments to make everything accessible and easier for everyone. Uh, we want to thank you for your support and for listening to this. Uh, leave some comments down below. Uh, a comment on the podcast and tell us what you think about whether you agree with us or disagree with us or any ideas you have of reforming the rating system or just your, your views in general. We kind of want to engage with you guys and discuss and see where uh, the rest of the public is at is people are with us or completely against us. <laughs> I don't know. Make sure to leave those comments and make sure to look for the next podcast. Thanks again.